What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Latina Lee, the podcast that is untamed, uncensored, and unapologetic. Good morning. Well, actually, it's like it's 12 o'clock because that's when I release these. Pero hi. How you doing? So I'm sitting here recording this and I intended to do a different episode, but I didn't realize that you could actually send messages to me on anchor I didn't know that I didn't know that but now I know it and I just listened to one of the sweetest messages from a listener and I want to I'm not gonna tell you what she said of course but I want to talk about the essence of the message because Actually, and it's really bad of me because it was from um, my anxiety made me sick episode where I talked about my anxiety and um, the physical toll it took on me going to Antigua for my honeymoon. And, you know, she was thanking me for normalizing this conversation when it comes to mental health. Um, so, and I, okay, I'm just going to say what I have to say because my views on some of these things are, um, might not be popular, but that's how I feel. So in our community, in the Latino community, I don't think Mental health doesn't exist. And if you're a part of that community, then you know. Even if you're also a part of the black community, it does not exist. Mental health is kind of just something that's just written off. And it's kind of just like, and it's normally written off by parents, grandparents, and so on, and, you know, older relatives, because it's something that is very frowned upon in our communities and I say communities because we need to stop and I've never done this but people need to stop thinking that there are huge cultural differences between black and Latino communities literally like and what I mean is you know like come Thanksgiving time when you know it's and they talk about black families during Thanksgiving. I'm like, yeah, no, that's my family, too. That's we are the same. We're the same. We're the same. So I say communities because we're the same. And, um, you know, in it just doesn't exist. It don't exist. And it's like if you're going through something, it's going to be written off. It's going to be put to the back burner and it's going to be dismissed. I think that's the perfect word. And it's really upsetting. Now, I will tell you this before I go into it, because this is also strongly how I feel. I don't feel that you can. I don't feel that it is okay to use your mental illness as a crutch 
I don't think it's okay for you to use your anxiety and your depression and whatever else you go through as a crutch in your life. And what I mean by that is I don't think it's healthy to ride it out with the intention of blaming everything on it and you not changing anything because I know someone who does that and it is one of the most infuriating things I've ever seen and I think it's and I'm the kind of person and this is not good of me but I'm the kind of person where I go in my mind I'm like if I can do it you can do it and I understand that other like people have different coping mechanisms and different coping capabilities within themselves. I think that I'm just the kind of person that's gone through a lot of shit in her life that I don't have time to let my anxiety and my depression take control over me. And I'm not saying that it hasn't before, but I'm saying as a 26 year old woman, I don't let it do that anymore. I don't. Honestly, when I go through, first of all, my anxiety is nonstop. And that's just the fact of my life. It's just nonstop. I, I, I will have anxiety asking the guy at Mavis to put pressure in my fucking tires or asking me how to do it. I mean, asking them how I do it because I don't know how to do it. But then I can ask them. But I get anxiety with asking. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I get anxiety all the time. I get anxiety when it comes to so many simple things. I have terrible flight anxiety. It's just, and I get anxiety when things don't go my way. And it's not that I get upset. I get anxious and I get very like narcissist. I get like, not narcissist. It's, um, I get very neurotic anyway. So that's a constant, but I deal with it. As far as depression goes, depression, I think is depression is a little easier to fall into to like fall into the dark and I whenever that happens to me whenever I go through depression I will only allow one to two days max and I really try to catch myself I know my own mind so I know when it's coming it's a pattern and it's the same every single time but again that's me Again, every mind is different. Every brain is different. So what I tell you that I do might, may or may not work for you. I don't know. But I don't believe in taking my depression and then I do things or I act out irrationally and then I blame it on the fact that I'm I'm depressed. I don't like doing that. And again, I do know people that do that and it's fucking infuriating and I can't. And, and the reason it infuriates me is because in my mind, I'm like, I can push through it. So can you. And I will say that I'm not someone who takes medication for my depression. I don't believe in taking medication. I'm not saying that it's not necessary and I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I'm just saying I don't like it for myself. That doesn't mean that I don't like it for you. If you take it and it works and you love it, congratulations. I'm happy for you. That's amazing. No judgment. But I don't take it. So does that. But so I will say I don't like using it as a crutch. With that being said, (laughs) with that being said, when 
people talk about and the thing is now and you know what else is happening now too which is also really fucking stupid is like people think now like it's cool to have anxiety and depression no it's not if you don't have anxiety and depression don't don't try to be a clout chaser which doesn't even make sense to me doesn't make sense to me don't be a clout chaser talking about you got anxiety and depression when you fucking don't and you need to stop self-diagnosing please stop 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 doing that go to a doctor <laughs> go to a fucking doctor and let them tell you that you have these things please 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 please, please. let them tell you okay you need to stop self-diagnosing and you need to stop diagnosing other people unless you have a fucking PhD or a fucking master's degree. I don't want to hear nothing. Well, you got this. No, sis. Go, stop, 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 stop. Okay, stop it. You diagnosing someone without any educational background is like going to fucking WebMD for a stomach ache and WebMD is like you have colon cancer. Okay, like you can't like enough already. Stop doing that. Because when you do that, when first of all, when you diagnose other people, when you self-diagnose, you don't you don't I'm not saying you don't have it. I'm just saying go get a fucking professional opinion. Okay? Because this is not something that is should be loosely talked about. Like when you have these things that go on in your mind, it's like saying I love you. You don't want to throw that shit around like it's fucking, you know, candy on Halloween. So don't do the same thing with depression and anxiety. Don't do that because there are people that really go through this shit and there are people that unfortunately kill themselves over it. So you throwing that shit around doesn't do it. You're not helping anybody. You're really not helping anybody. And all you're doing is irritating people like me. So just stop doing that shit. <sighs> Anyway, let me take a sip of my tea. My throat hurts. It's really dry. Oh, my God. This uh, peach tranquility tea. Oh, my God. Fantastic. I'm not really a tea drinker. I only drink tea like when my throat hurts or like when I'm in like the mood. Anyway, one of my clients is trying to get me off of coffee. I'm like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Coffee's my life coffee's my life to the point where I am now pregnant and I can't have two cups like I normally would have like three cups of coffee that's what being Puerto Rican is and every other Latino on the planet but I now will drink one normal caffeinated cup because if not I will have a pounding crippling headache and then I drink like a decaf just because I love the taste of coffee anywho let me sip one more time okay okay so getting back on track, <laughs> that was my really long disclaimer because the conversation has to happen. Conversations have to happen about anxiety, depression, and so on. And when you don't have the conversation around these topics, what ends up happening is you start dismissing people and people get upset when you dismiss them because they tell you they had a bad day. So imagine, imagine those that suffer from these things and they're trying to reach out for help and all you do is dismiss them. You're not doing anything but hurting that person. And, you know, and actually, and believe it or not too, like 
I so I go through depression and anxiety on a normal basis. Like I have depression episodes. I don't con it's not a constant battle for me. It's it's a reoccurring shit that I have to deal with, but it's not a constant everyday thing like some other people have it. There are levels to this shit. And I think that people forget that too, that there are levels to these mental is it a is it I think it's a mental illness, right? I keep saying mental illness and like I, I, it's a disorder. It's a mental, I'm sorry. It's a mental health disorder. What am I saying? Mental, I'm saying mental illness because I, I clearly I'm uneducated. Look, and Oh, okay. It is. And it isn't. It's a, it's a disorder. I couldn't get the word disorder. So excuse me. It's disorder. If we're going to be politically fucking correct, which we should be. It's a mental disorder. People that suffer from these mental disorders, there are levels, there are different spectrums, right? So, you know, again, how I have it is very different than how, let's say, my friend has it. And we cope very differently. And now, you know, there are a lot of people in my family who do have anxiety and depression. And the thing is, is that even though you might not have these mental disorders, that doesn't mean that you cannot go through these things periodically throughout your life. You can fall into a depression and not have depression. Like you can fall into a depression and not be clinically diagnosed with depression, but you can fall into a depression. It happens to people. And it it happened to my husband. And my husband is not someone who suffers from depression. Um, My husband suffered from social anxiety for a very long time. He does not anymore. Um, I think that being with me has has, it has helped him. Um, my husband also does have ADHD. So, but my husband, you know, he, and it's, and it's crazy because, and I had never seen it before with someone where they didn't know what was happening to them. And, you know, I didn't diagnose him like, Oh, you have depression. I said, honey, I think you're falling into a depression because of xyz and whatever the fuck and you can just tell you know you can tell especially someone that has it I don't have it as severely as other people do like I said but when I see my husband and I see him acting differently and and it's not even a mood shift it's almost just like a doom you know I told him that I he goes I don't know what this what this feeling is and he was going through some personal issues and you know, talking about it, you know, I said, listen, like you're, you're falling into a depression because of what's of, because of what you're going through. He was like, I've never felt this way before. And I said, because you've never dealt with these emotions before. And this is a lot of hurt that you're carrying. And so I was like, why don't we talk about it a little bit every day, get it off your chest and we'll try to find the light. And, you know, little by little, I think it took about like a week and a half and my husband was able to come out of it and he was able to get back to himself again. 
He hasn't been through it since. And I think that when you have or when you go through these episodes, like when I have when I go through an episode of depression, I end up fighting with my husband. Like I know the pattern of myself that when I feel myself going into a depression, my motivation is completely gone. And I mean, I'm not someone that will sleep all day, but I notice that I'll sleep for like 11 hours, 12 hours. And that's normally not me. I am someone who will go to bed at 11. I wake up at three. I go to bed at six and then I wake up at seven. I don't sleep. (laughs) So when I'm sleeping a lot, I know, fuck, here we go. Also, I tend to really fight with my husband a lot. And I tend to not want to do anything. And when I mean not do anything, like my house is disgusting, my clothes, like I don't do shit. Like I don't cook, I don't clean, I don't do anything. I don't do a fucking thing. And I don't do my hair. I don't, I let myself go. And the thing is, I know these signs about myself and I have to pull myself out of it. One of the biggest things that does help me is my husband. You know, because I told him my You have to tell your partner that you go through these things because, yes, my husband's not a doctor, but my husband can do things for me to pull me out. He my husband can help me find the light. And that's what he does for me whenever I go through these things. Anxiety is a bit of a different monster because my husband can't do anything for me because like, if he tells me to calm down, all I'm going to look at him, I'm just going to be like, shut the fuck up. Because my like where depression turns me into like a zombie, my anxiety turns me into uh like a raging fucking like anal retentive. Like it's not fun. It's not fun for anybody. And my husband can't do anything. I have to do it for myself. And it's funny because I was actually talking to my brother's girlfriend who also suffers from anxiety And she asked me if being pregnant has helped or has worsened my anxiety. And I told her, I said, my anxiety has gotten stronger because like hormonally, um, I said, but my coping is much better now, oddly enough. And she like, and she kind of like looked at me and I explained to her. I was just like, no one can rip you out of your anxiety but you. I mean, or like a Xanax, you know, but, you know, and I do take Xanax, not on a regular basis, but like when I fly, fuck that. I'm popping a Xanax. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Anyway, you know, so she was asking me and she's like, well, how do you do it? And that's the biggest question, right? It's like, how do I do it? How do, how do I How do I push through anxiety? Anxiety can be very crippling and anxiety can be very paralyzing to the point where you're almost in like a shock and you don't know what to do. Anxiety makes you freeze. Like when you whenever you just see people just like freeze, like that's adrenaline and anxiety all in one. And anxiety does give you a little bit of adrenaline. See, but when it's when it's paired with anxiety, I just freeze up. I can't do anything. I can't speak. I can't do anything. I just and I just stare off like it's just like I kind of like it's it's strange. That's when it gets really bad. Um, But but in normal situations that would normally give me anxiety, like, for example, one of the things that gives everyone anxiety is asking your boss for a raise. 
Now, my husband has absolutely no problem saying anything to anybody at any given time. Doesn't give a fuck if you're a stranger. It doesn't matter if he's asking for a promotion, a raise, a fucking a car. Fucking it doesn't matter. My husband is just he has none. Me, on the other hand, I have a full blown panic attack and I'm like and I need and I literally will if I have a meeting at three o'clock to ask for more money, I will literally think about that meeting the night before, have a fucked up dream about it. I wake up, I'm anxiety ridden until like right before the fucking meeting, I have the meeting and it's just, I'm sweating and it's fucking terrible. And I'm like, it's awful. It's the worst. It's anxiety. It's terrible. Now being pregnant, now being pregnant, I will tell you that, um, the motivation for me, because in anxiety is almost, it's borderline, it's, it's an irrational fear, right? That's, the, that's how I feel. And I get through it and I push through it because, because I'm pregnant, I don't know if you know that, because my son cannot see that his mother is afraid of anything. And that's just a personal thing for me. My children need to see that their mother ain't afraid of shit. A plane, sure. Talking to people, getting what I want, handling my business, no. My children need to know that mommy is fearless. And internally, I might be shit in a brick. <laughs> but... I need to push through that and I need to be, I need to be bigger than my anxiety. And a lot of the things that help me is self-talk, just talking to myself, you know, different mantras and shit that I say, or, you know, talking to myself because no one's going to calm me down more than me, you know, and me having a son is a little easier on me um, as far as who I need to be. You know, because my son, yes, he needs everything that I give him. He needs my sensitivity. He needs the love and the and the and the maternal uh, uh, um, comfort and all the shit that a mother can give him. But at the end of the day, my son's not looking to me, going, "I want to be a woman like my mom." When I mean, who knows? You never know. But my assumption is that little boys go, I want to be like my daddy, right? So me having a son is a little easier on me. When I have a daughter, that's when, because women have it much harder in life. We all know this, right? And, you know, I think when I have a daughter, that's when I'm going to really be put to the test. Because my son looking at me, like if my son hears me in the mirror, talking about how I feel disgusting about myself. He's not going to look at himself that way. My son's not a girl. And my son is not, he, he he's not going to absorb that information the way that my daughter would. And my son is also, you know, when he looks at my, he's going to look at daddy. My son is going to look to his father, you know, for a lot of things in his life. As far as emulation goes, you know, and my daughter, I need to be someone very specific for my daughter. 
my future daughter. Because my daughter is going to watch every move that I make. My daughter is going to watch how I do my hair, how I put on my makeup, how I look in the mirror, how I talk about myself, how I treat myself, how I make time for myself. And she's going to also see how I allow others to treat me. Because when she sees that, then that's what she's going to do for herself. See, it's important for my son to see me do it because I don't want him doing that to other people. For my daughter, I don't want her doing that to herself. So being pregnant has given me the motivation to be better than my disorders that I have. And I will say that being pregnant, I have not gone through a depression. Thank God. Um, Some anxiety episodes. But when I think about getting anxious or when I feel myself getting anxious, I say to myself, imagine your son is sitting right here watching you. I don't want my children to grow up and be like, yeah, my mom's a pussy. I don't want that. I don't want my children to wake to, to grow up thinking my mom can't protect me or my mom can't have my back or my mom can't set boundaries or my mom lets people walk all over her. Fuck that shit. Absolutely not. My kids need to know like, no, nah, my mom is down for me. My mom will do anything for me. My mom ain't afraid of nobody. She's not afraid of my dad. She's not afraid of any. She's not afraid of anybody. I'm not afraid of my husband normally, but I'm just saying I ain't afraid of shit and I need my kids to know that. So truthfully, that's been my biggest motivation or my biggest. That's been the biggest trigger to pull me out of it, you know. And, you know. Especially like. You know, especially like when it comes to depression, I don't have time. You know, if I'm going through it, you know, and if, you know, when my, my, when my, my son arrives Earthside, you know, and I'm going through it, you know, I have to tell my husband, you need to be there for me. Cause again, I can, and the thing is I can put that on my husband cause he doesn't go through it. And then, and in instances like that, like my husband needs to be mentally strong for me when I can't to pull me out, to help me pull me out of my depression And the thing is, honestly, I didn't have kids. I'm not having my son to like not take care of him. And if I'm depressed and I'm going through something, I'm I'm not taking care of him. Hell no, that's not going to happen. And I didn't have I'm not having children to put them on anybody else. I'm not having children for them to see me go. through. No, it's not going to happen, you know, and that's just the way I think. And that's how my mind works. Again, everyone is different. Again, everyone has different ways that they cope. You know what I mean? And and I remember talking to my, my brother's girlfriend and I'm telling her all this stuff and she's looking at me wide, doe-eyed and almost like inspired because she goes through the same things too. And she goes, I am nervous about that. And I said, well, you know, of course. And of course, I'm nervous about postpartum depression. I'm fucking terrified. I am terrified of postpartum depression. I'm telling you that right now. I'm fucking scared. Oh, my God, am I terrified? I told my husband and I told him, I told him, I tell him all the time and I tell him all the time. Cause I'm like, baby, you need to, you need to, you need to rip me. You need to help me. Cause there's no fucking way, you know? And the thing is I did a little reading and some of the triggers of postpartum depression are because your hormones are so on a high when you're pregnant that when you give birth, I guess they just go down And that 
chemical imbalance in your brain is what causes the postpartum depression. But the thing is that I haven't really been that hormonal being pregnant. It's very odd. Like, it's really odd. I truly think that that my birth control, when I was on birth control before I got pregnant, obviously, that fucked me up so badly. I cannot tell. I was more anxious. I was more anxiety and depression ridden while I was on birth control than being pregnant. I kid you the fuck not. I'm telling you. And I put that on, you know, I put that on everything. And my husband even admits it. He's like, yeah, since you got off the birth control and you've been pregnant, like you're actually like, like, like you're kind of chilling. I'm like, I know. Right. And it's not even me trying. Like, I'm just, I'm cool. <laughs> like I'm chilling. <laughs> but I told him, I was like, babe, I'm scared. I am really, really scared of postpartum depression. I am fucking terrified. And the thing is, is that a lot of people don't have a partner that they can talk about these things with. So one of my things that I recommend is a therapist, you know, which is something else that, that, that people don't like to talk about. You know, they don't like to talk about getting a therapist or that they have a therapist. You know, the moment you say, oh, I have a therapist, people look at you like, ew, what the fuck? Like, what are you crazy? Like, sis, just shut the fuck up, you know? And these conversations about mental health and, and being, you know, your, your emotional, your mental health, that part of you being elevated and being, and being healthy is so important just for your life. And so if you do feel like you have no one to talk to, you can email me if you want. You can email, um, if you go to our Instagram and you just hit email, you can email us, it's latinalipodcast at gmail. You can email me and I'll talk to you. You can, there's hotlines. There are so many ways to talk to somebody. And I understand how difficult it is that you, like if you don't have a loved one you can talk to, it just, it feels like shit. I do know that, you know? And I do know that when you have these things that you go through in your life, the first people that you look to are your loved ones. However, unfortunately, like I said earlier, in the communities that we are born into, these issues are frowned upon and they don't exist. And then you get dismissed, which then makes you feel worse. So, you know, you know, unless your family is really open about it, which if that's the case, then that's fucking fantastic. And that's awesome. And kudos. Congratulations. You know, and I'm thankful that and my husband has no idea what I'm talking about. And and like when I tell my husband I'm scared of postpartum depression, he looks at me and he like I told him, I said, listen, when I tell you that I'm going through something or I'm saying the worst thing you could tell me is you're going to be fine. Don't don't say that to me. I need your risk. And the thing is, is that when you have these conversations with people that you need to like help you, you know, first of all, ask them if they will ask them if they'll be there for you. And if they will. You need to kind of coach them because my husband has no idea what anxiety feels like. He doesn't. He just thinks that it's an irrational fear that I can get over. Right. And I tell him, I say, listen, just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Because I told him, I said, I don't understand your ADHD at all because I don't have a learning uh, disorder. I don't. And so I don't get it. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that I don't see it, that it's real. I know it's real. I know you go through it. Like, I know you went through it in high school. Like, I know you took Medicaid. Like, I know the whole, I, I know everything. So when it came to my husband helping me, I had to tell him, listen, 
you telling me I'm going to be fine, worst thing you could do. What I need you to respond with is how can I help you? What can I do for you, babe? How can I get you through this? How can I help you get through this? That's what you respond to me. Not you'll be fine. When you tell me you'll be fine, I want to fucking strangle you. (laughs) And you need to let, you need to tell these people how they can help you in your life. But that's all about having the conversation about your mental health. You know what I mean? And the thing is, some people have anxiety just even thinking about having the conversation. And there's something I heard from a movie. I don't even know what movie it is. All you need is three seconds. Three seconds of courage. Just three. Or is it five? I don't fucking know. Anyway, in those five seconds, you count. One, two, three, four, five, and you fucking do it. Because when you go past five, you overthink it, you're not doing it. When you just say, okay, five, four, three, two, boom, and you just do it, your brain doesn't have time to to be completely consumed with your anxiousness. Just do it in five. And if five's too fucking long, do it in three. And just do it. Like 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 when you like when you're getting a fucking wax. And she says one, she goes, okay, on three, one, two, and rips that shit. That's what you need to do. That's the mentality that you have to have. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's way easier said than done. And I'm not saying it's a piece of cake and that it's going to solve all your problems, but it can definitely help you. You know, I have my anxiety and depression on lock. I have very good control over it. And that took a lot of patience from myself. I did go see a therapist, so I have seen therapists. Um, you know, I have it on lock. Took a long time. Took a lot of patience from me, from my husband. Um, and I had to allow myself to teach myself. Okay, and you have to be forgiving with yourself because it's not going to happen every time. And, you know, I just think that this conversation is so important to better yourself, to better your life, to better your mental, emotional, physical health. And I really hope and pray that, you know, in the future, it can be normalized to a point where we're good and we're comfy and we can have these talks and just get better because that's the goal right that's the goal of the, that's the goal of the whole show and my whole show that's the goal of my whole life is to be better than I was yesterday you know and your mental health has a lot to do with that okay so I'm going to leave you off with that I'm going to leave you off with that you need to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anybody else And I appreciate you listening to me. I know I I took a lot of your time this morning, but I adore you all. I cannot thank you enough for taking your time out, choosing me. Thank you for choosing me today. You didn't have to, but you did. And I love you for it. I will talk to you next Friday. I love you. This is Kaya Rose. This is Latina Lee Podcast. (laughs) And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.